Welcome to episode three of season two of the Fertility Podcast. And this is going out just ahead of National Fertility Awareness Week, where every day next week I'm going to be releasing an episode. If you've just found this episode, make sure you signed up because there's loads of great content coming up from individuals working in the field, from clinics, from how you can get access to payment plans for the funding for your treatment, as well as some giveaways with a slightly different take on the whole fertility journey that you might have been on. Now, we're about to hear from a blogger who I found on Twitter, which I did in season one. I caught up with the ladies from Tweetsville, as I called it, and we're going to be doing that again. This blogger is going to be um, speaking to me under her blog name because she'd prefer to remain anonymous, which is absolutely fine. If you've read the About Me on the fertilitypodcast.com, you'll know that whilst I'm flying the flag for speaking out about fertility treatment personally, I don't name myself. Now, I hope that doesn't take away any credibility of what I'm doing here, and I hope that all the podcasts that you've listened to even if this might be the first, have been of interest and I hope you'll continue to listen. I do just want to address though an email that I've received about my anonymity and the person who got in touch with me was explaining their own fertility journey which has been pretty involved and how they're very proud to talk about what they've gone through both um, her and her partner and um, the emailer was questioning why I don't. Now I have written about this on my About Me page but just to clarify the reason that I am anonymous is because the treatment that my husband and I went through we felt was private to us. We didn't want everybody knowing our business. We told some close family and some close friends, but we haven't told everybody. Now, that's how we're going to continue. And I hope I can continue to do this podcast without blatantly telling all my friends that we went through the treatment because we were successful, which was amazing. And that's it. But that doesn't mean that I'm not passionate about helping other people on their own fertility journey and talking about the issues about infertility. The person that emailed me had asked me how come I ask everybody that I speak to about why fertility and infertility is still so taboo when I personally haven't come out and said who I am. Now, just because I'm not saying who I am doesn't mean I'm not talking about it. Does that make sense? I really hope that you haven't found my anonymity a problem. If you have, feel free, email me info at thefertilitypodcast.com. I'll address all the emails I get. Make sure you sign up via thefertilitypodcast.com. You can download us on iTunes, Stitcher and Spreaker. And you can leave reviews, which really helps get the Fertility Podcast out there as much as possible. So let's speak to Blog Infertility, who tweets at Blog Infertility. Her blog is called Count Yourself Unlucky, and I'm going to put all the details in the show notes as I always do. Welcome to the Fertility Podcast. Hello. Hi. I've just been randomly picking out different blog posts that you've written and I know from when we last spoke you, you've not been blogging that long have you? How long have you been doing it? It was just earlier this year that I started. Okay. One of the things that I read was you talking about a book that you'd read by Jen Noonan uh-huh. in due time. And you said it was the third IVF-related book that you'd read. And I just was curious to know the other two and just ask you a little bit about some of the books that you're reading. What were the other two? So one of them that I've read is the book by Patrick Steptoe and Robert Edwards, who were the men who invented IVF, I guess. Um, And that was A Matter of Life. And that was really excellent. I thoroughly recommend that. And I read Louise Brown's autobiography. And literally, actually just today... Her parents' autobiography came up 
in the post, Our Miracle Called Louise. So I'm looking forward to reading that too. How do you feel about reading all these books? Do you think you're getting a bit obsessed or do you find it quite therapeutic? I find it quite therapeutic. I think it's quite interesting to find out information about what other people experience and particularly the book by the men who developed IVF is quite interesting because I'm about to do a modified IVF which has minimal drugs and so looking at what they did and what treatment they provided and how that kind of compares to what's happening now and a bit of a change towards fewer drugs and a more natural approach and that kind of stuff is quite interesting because they conceived Louise with no stimulation drugs and only got one egg. Wow, really? Yeah, okay. so, so I think, and, and just, and also, they were both very different men in, like, age terms and considering how society has changed, if you like, I would say they were very pro-women in their way, you know, and sort of trying to help get around infertility and so I think they were quite yeah. forward-thinking considering, you know, we're talking post-war type stuff. Yeah, earlier, much earlier on. Yeah. And and I suppose it feels much more credible if you're reading from the scientist's point of view rather than just reading a blog post or a forum where people might be giving their, their presumption or their what they think might be an explanation or, or, or a cause for or something that's happened. You, you've got kind of it in hard fact, haven't you? Yeah, and I think also it just gives you things to think about and things to talk about with your doctor. So where I kind of look for information on the internet and blog posts and people's experience, you take it with a grain of salt, but it gives you something to discuss with your doctor so that they know your specifics and they know your treatment and they know you so then you can take that to have a sensible discussion about a point rather than you know when I started you just kind of go in cold and you just they tell you stuff and you kind of go okay then I'll do that <laughs> you're kind of like rabbit in the headlights whereas this kind of gives you things to discuss and you can make hopefully informed decisions yeah let's just talk a little bit about your background because again I hadn't realized till I read in your blog posts it's been eight years that you've been going through different fertility treatment just to explain this is a case of secondary infertility we're talking about because you do have one child don't you yes, I do. and in your twitter handle your profile it says unexplained secondary infertility and we've covered in the past on the fertility podcast just the kind of frustration when you're given that diagnosis of unexplained infertility to know the route to take and I'm not going to go through all the different detail of your treatments to date because I'm going to put links to your blog and, and I really recommend people have a look at Blog Infertility's blog because, like I say, you write really honestly and frankly and what I'd like to talk about is what you just mentioned, the treatment that you're about to embark on because I hadn't heard about it before. So just talk me through what you're going to be doing. Okay, so basically I'm going to do three cycles as near as back-to-back -back as possible because I've got a modified stimulation cycle I have to take some stimulation drugs, so I have to have a break in between. So the plan is stim cycle, break, stim cycle, break, stim cycle, transfer. But there's some tweaking right. around that. And the idea is that, I hate to say battery hens, but this idea that if you pump yourself full of drugs, you, you can force a load of eggs, but actually it doesn't improve the quality. So you might get a high number, but you get a high fall off as well. So the idea mm. is to produce fewer eggs, but hopefully better quality. Okay. And, and if you do the three collections, then you get the numbers, and then you have something to work with. So you either do a fresh transfer on the last cycle or a frozen transfer, depending on what the doctor decides. And are you doing this at a new clinic? Because I know you've talked about in your blogs about changing clinics. Yes, yeah, so this will be my third clinic. We did one clinic, and then we had to move, took our embryos. We moved, I mean, we physically moved across the other side of the country, so we couldn't continue, unfortunately. So I would have been happy to stay there. Went to a new clinic, was very unhappy there, felt like I was being put through a sausage machine. Gosh. And so when we 
used up all our frozen embryos and had no success. I just wanted something new and different and to feel like I had some personalised care. Now, the way that you talk about what you've been going through and what you're about to embark on, you, you do it quite matter-of-factly, and I'm presuming that having been on a journey for eight years, you've just kind of got your head in that space of you'll just keep going, try and maintain a positive mentality and, and give it give it your best shot. Is that fair to say? Mainly, um, I would say when I started the blog, I, I probably had the worst, the lowest I'd ever had. And I thought, you know, it was all over. I'd used up all my frozen embryos. I had pretty much convinced myself that I'd get something from that because I had a lot and I was gutted. And I thought, I promised myself I wasn't going to do this again. <laughs> you know, the egg collection and everything was awful, so no more. And it was really devastating and then kind of going through that process and grieving and being very upset I kind of actually realized that no I did want to pursue this some more I guess I am very fact factual and matter of fact and I'm kind of I guess what you'd call a type a you know I like to uh, solve problems and get the evidence and do that yeah kind of approach so fixer yeah and that's kind of my job. So, you know, that, that sort of thing is how I am. And I guess kind of going into a new cycle, you know, you want to be positive and you want to feel like it's going to work because, you know, a huge investment um, physically, emotionally and, you know, financially, all of that. Um, and I guess at the moment I'm not allowing myself to think, what if this doesn't work? Because that's quite Good. a scary thought. Um, yeah. And so I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm potentially setting myself up for an even bigger disappointment if this doesn't work. But, uh, yeah, not, I'm not thinking about that at the moment. Okay, let's not go down that thought process right now. What I'm interested to know, because I know that you've hinted at in your blog that there's not very many people in your circle that you've told about this with regards to your close family. What have you done with regards to support? I don't know, have you had any access to support groups or any counselling with your husband, or are you just using the blog as your kind of outlet to, to get things off your chest? Purely the blog, yeah. So it's like my, my little space for saying whatever crazy thoughts that I think at that time. So, you know, it's it's just a method of processing and getting stuff out, and it's been very helpful in that respect. And the feedback that from some of the comments that I've seen, people are really engaging with, with what you're doing, which obviously is going to be of added benefit, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... You know, there are some really nice people out there and, and there are some people who are through, going through some really tough situations that I can't even begin to imagine. I mean, there's lots of people with uh, recurrent preg pregnancy loss and, and that kind of thing, which, you know, I'm so thankful that I've not had to experience. And I think, you know, just this mutual kind of support and acknowledgement that that's individual situations um, is really, it's just it's just very helpful and it's very nice to be able to it's reassuring yeah, isn't it? you know and what would you say as a just as a final tip to anybody who might be listening to what you've described um having been on a journey for eight years have you got a top tip if you were to come across somebody who's just found out that they're about to embark on treatment what would you say <laughs> well i would say um you know and i wouldn't want this to come across negatively but just um don't be disheartened if it's not really quick um you know, there are so many things that can delay treatment um, and treatment cycles take longer than you think, especially if you have down regulations and, and all of this. So I would suggest to people that they should plan for potentially 
you know, the long haul. So if it works quickly, great. Um, and if not, then you sort of don't find yourself in a spot thinking, well, I've done two years worth of IVF and I don't really seem to have got very far, you know, that kind of thing. So really just um, don't don't set yourself um, unrealistic targets and expectations um, and, and think about what you're going into. Brilliant tip. I'm assuming that your day job is something quite organisational based. Um, yeah, like project management. Right, yeah. yeah. You sound like somebody who's good with a spreadsheet. Yes, yeah, yeah, very handy with a spreadsheet. <laughs> well, look, best of luck with it. Thank and you. Um, I'm going to put all the details of how people can follow you on Twitter and read your blog on the show notes. And um, if it's right with you, maybe we can check in with each other maybe in a couple of months' time or something. Yeah, cool, that would be great. All right, okay. Best of luck and we'll speak again. Thank you. Thank you, bye. So thank you to at Blog Infertility, and I am keeping tabs on how she's doing. I know that as this podcast has gone out, she will have had her egg transplant, so fingers crossed. And hopefully I will get to hear uh, from her. Hopefully it's positive news. We've got everything crossed at Blogging Fertility for you. Uh, hopefully you're listening. And have a look at the show notes. So the show notes are thefertilitypodcast.com forward slash season two, ep three. Okay, that's thefertilitypodcast.com forward slash season two, ep three. And don't miss every day next week an episode about really putting the spotlight on National Fertility Awareness Week. I'll be tweeting at Fertility Poddy and I will be releasing those episodes. So sign up, make sure you don't miss one. Till then, see ya.